Greetings, welcome to the next episode of the podcast here with my sermon podcast from uh, sorry from Daniel chapter 12. Continuing my look at some Old Testament texts, I this past year I have been preaching predominantly on the Old Testament. I would say probably four out of five times I've been preaching on the Old Testament. I've really been enjoying it, um, getting back into Hebrew and um, mining some of those those Old Testament gems. And, you know, I find that it's Jesus is in there. You know, we're talking about your name being written on the book. Well, to bring Jesus into this text, well, you just got to talk about how did our name get written on that book? You know, um, it's not necessarily spelled out in in Daniel chapter 12, but that's uh, the door is wide open there. To bring to bring Jesus into all these Old Testament texts, so I've been enjoying that, and and even uh, from last week to this week, uh, with the new calendar, or I'm sorry, with the new hymnal, they're going to be getting rid of end time season. So this, you know, may be the last time I do end times. Um, I'm not sure what my congregation is going to do with the new hymnal, but. Um, You know, and I and I understand their decision in doing that. And I'm kind of good with. I'm glad they're doing it um, because it does end up being a lot of talk about end times because you got these four weeks of end times, really three weeks of end times, and then then you go right into Advent, which is also an end time season. So it's like seven weeks of of end times that you're looking at here. Uh, but you know what? You don't. I don't really get sick of it. I don't find it hard to keep preaching on on end times. It's so practical. It's so um, useful for our daily lives. So I'm enjoying it. And uh, this week and last week are very similar. In It's Judgment Day, basically, is kind of the theme. Um, But I don't have a problem preaching on that twice in a row uh, with a different emphasis each week. So without further ado, uh, go ahead and... Enjoy this week's sermon. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Our sermon text for today comes to us from Daniel chapter 12. Allow me to uh, read that to you, a portion of that to you again. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow stars who will one day shine forever and ever. There are some things in this life that it almost seems like they were just made to go together. You know, things like peanut butter and jelly, right? Or cookies and milk, keyboard and mouse. Uh, 
bacon and eggs. We can probably go on and think of many others. But another one of those would be body and soul, right? We've even heard that, you know, about how, uh, you know, a person is body and soul together. They're matching things. And that's really part of God's design. When God made Adam and Eve, when God made mankind, he made us body and soul. There is something that's internal, eternal, um, in all of us, just as there is something that now, unfortunately, is mortal. You know, God intended body and soul originally to stay together for forever, but as we're going to talk about in Bible class a little bit tomorrow morning, uh, we, we see that sin came into this world. Adam and Eve fell, and with that fall into sin, there came death. And with death, there is this ripping apart of the greatest duo that there is. You know, something greater than peanut butter and jelly. The body and soul is ripped apart. And that's perhaps why death is such a such a thing that, that absorbs so many people's times and thoughts. Why it is something that so many are afraid of. Because it isn't natural. That, that tearing apart of body and soul. Here in our text for today, it, it talks about how uh, the body is placed in the ground. It says, there on that day, though, the, the multitude of bodies that sleep in the earth, they will awake. And it says in Daniel that some will go to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. But for those who are wise, it's not referring to a person's IQ, referring to the knowledge, the Savior that has been placed into the believer. For those <coughs> who believe, who are wise to salvation, for them, they will be reunited. Their body and their soul will be reunited. And what a great day that is. And that's kind of what we are looking forward to, to the end times. Judgment day. That day when we will be body and soul. Because we all will die. And there will be that tearing apart. And our bodies will, you know, rest in the ground until judgment day. And our souls will be with the Lord. But we look forward to that last judgment day when we will be body and soul together, delivered by the Lord, delivered from, from great distress. And it says there, delivered so that we can shine like the stars forever and ever. It's a neat picture there we see in our text. But you know, before that happens, our text talks quite a bit about a time of great distress. It says there in our text that there will be a time of great distress unlike anything that has ever happened since the beginning of the nations. So towards the end, there is going to be a great difficulty. What is this talking about? You know, what is Daniel even talking about here? I sort of mentioned it before. Daniel is a, an interesting book of the Bible. It's one that I bet all of us are familiar with, at least some of the stories that are in Daniel, you know, You've got Daniel in the lion's den. You got the three men in the fiery furnace. Those are stories 
that I think most of us are at least familiar with, but there's a whole other, other half of the book of Daniel that maybe is a little bit uh, unfamiliar to us, or at least it raises some questions if we are familiar with it, because it's refer what we refer to as apocalyptic literature. That means it's about the apocalypse. It's about the end. And it seems like some of it is talking about things that have already happened, like the destruction of the temple. But then some of it seems like it, it hasn't happened yet. Seems like sometimes it's maybe referring to something that's going to happen in the future. And it's talking about this time of great distress. Is this coming up? Are we going through it right now? Has it already happened? It's hard to say. You know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, all the old people talking about how the, the times that they were living it just, oh, it's just getting so bad. You know, the, the, the morality has just gone down the tubes. It's not like it was back in the good old days. And uh, I still hear people saying that now. I imagine a day will come when I will be one of the old timers complaining about the morality of the times. It kind of reminds me of um, a Roman orator named Cicero. And in one of his speeches, he said, O tempores, O mores, which roughly translated means, Oh, the terrible morals of this time. You know, they were saying that 2,000 years ago complaining about how everything's going down the tubes. It was better back in the good old days. But what about now? Perhaps the distressing times that Daniel's talking about are happening now. Maybe there is some other great distressing time that is coming up. You know, we look at the world we live in, and it does seem bad, doesn't it? There's all sorts of natural disasters happening it seems like uh, they're getting worse and worse. The fires and hurricanes and all that uh, seem to be getting worse. We look at uh, politics. It seems like our nation has been split apart, polarized, more than it ever has been since I remember. And it seems like there's all sorts of problems in the world today. I think the important thing to remember here is that God is watching over us. That's what Daniel is saying. There's going to be a distressful time. But in that time, God is going to watch over you. So don't let the problems of this time right now frustrate you. It's easy, right? When you watch the news and, and look at all the bad things that are happening, it's easy to be frustrated and upset. But don't let it get to you because God is watching over you. And he's protecting us even in these distressing times. What does he say here in Daniel? He says that in those times I will send the, the angel Michael, that mighty prince, and he will stand up and watch over you. Michael is the name of uh, the archangel, kind of the, the head of the angels. And he's watching over us. When's the last time you thought about guardian angels? Sometimes it's something that we kind of forget about, isn't it? 
that God says that there are guardian angels. This isn't just some bedtime story, but this is something that is in Scripture. God says that they are uh, uh, ministering servants who he sends to do his bidding, to watch over us, to watch over his people. I mean, so often we, we think about all the close calls we've had. You ever have a, a real close call? You think, whew, I was lucky. Well, maybe some things we attribute to luck, we should attribute to our guardian angels who watch over us and protect us. And really, that shows God's love for us. And I think that helps us in this distressing time to know that, that God cares about us and he sends his angels to watch over us to protect us, but it also tells us that if God is watching over us now and cares about our, our goings and our, and our lives here on this earth, about our health and about other things, well, then he also is not going to abandon us on Judgment Day. Do you have a, a, a really trusty vehicle? You know, a vehicle that you've put on hundreds of thousands of miles and, and it has always served you faithfully, never left you stranded on the side of the road, never been much trouble. You know, I think sometimes when you get something like that, you, you really begin to trust that vehicle, right? You, you don't think it's going to uh, let you down because time and time again, it has proved trustworthy. And maybe we think of people like that in our lives, too. Maybe we think of our parents who are younger, or we think about uh, a friend, a spouse, or, or maybe even our children if we're older. And we think about how those people in our lives have proven themselves trustworthy again and again, coming to and helping us in those difficult times. And I think when we think about how God watches over us and how he sends his angels to watch over us and protect us, he's proven himself trustworthy again and again. And if he's done that for us, when judgment day comes, when we stand before God, is he going to abandon us on that day? No. He has proven himself trustworthy to us. And perhaps there are times when we have doubts in our minds. But those are really groundless doubts. We, we don't have a reason to question God's trustworthiness. And may God forgive us for the times when we have doubted his trustworthiness. And know that God forgives us of our doubts, of our wonderings and our failures. He makes us to be his own. Yes, there is a time of distress. Whether this distress predicted here in Daniel 12 is what we're going through now or that's something left in the future, we don't know. But we know that the Lord is with us, watching over us. And on that day, on Judgment Day, He will be there. And He will make us to be like stars that shine forever and ever. I think it's a, a, a neat picture that's put there in our text. A, a beautiful image, really. On Judgment Day, it says there that some will go to be stars that shine forever. But it says also some 
will go to shame and everlasting contempt. What about those? Well, I don't know about you, but I have found in my life that when it comes to problems, there's two kinds of people. There's the people, when they see a problem, they are good at pointing out that problem and complaining about it, right? They sense the problem, they point out and complain it. They're good at that. And then there's other people who are good at seeing the problem, jumping in and fixing that problem, right? So we look at Judgment Day here in Daniel chapter 12, and it says, on that day, some are going to heaven, some are going to hell. And unfortunately, I can tell you it is most people here on this earth are going to hell. It's a problem. What kind of person are we going to be? The ones who complain about God and his judgment day? Or are we going to jump in and try to be part of the solution? Because really, this text, more than any other, is a great missionary text. Encouraging us to do mission work. Because that is going to happen. No one can avoid that day. A day will come when everyone must stand before the judge. And they will go one way or another. And so, it's an encouragement for us to share God's love with others. You know, we can support mission work in Africa. And that's great. We should do that. But we can also support mission work that's going on here in Reedview. Or mission work that's going on in your own personal mission field of maybe your friend, your relative, your spouse, your child, your grandchildren. That can be your mission field. And those are mission fields that God has put us in. And we can be the ones who bring people to righteousness, as it says here in Daniel. And when we do, shine like stars forever. And I, I just think that's such a, a neat picture there. That's in our text. Today we are celebrating saints triumphant. And what a, a triumphant picture, right? of all the believers shining forever in heaven as stars. And in our text, it also talks about how our names are written in the book of life. And we, we sang that just in our last hymn as well. But our names being written in that book of life. What a comfort it is to know that every believer, everyone who believes in Jesus as their Savior, their name is written in that book. You know, in some ways, it's kind of like Having your uh, having a reservation at a restaurant, you know, maybe you ever go to a, a restaurant and there's a, you know, you go there Friday for your fish fry and you see the parking lots filled and it's the cars are lined up on the road and you're thinking, oh man, it's going to be a couple hours before we're going to eat, and your friend says, no, I, I made a reservation. Right now, there's a table in that restaurant that is just sitting there waiting for us. And that's what we have. That's what this is telling us here, that our names are written in that book in heaven. And it's ours right now. Even though we're living here on this earth and there's distress and troubles, heaven is ours. 
Our name is written in that book. And how did it get there? Is it there because we are such great people? We've done so much. We're giving to, uh, you know, supportive of others and we're such good people? No. There's only one way your name gets in that book. And that's because of Jesus. Sometimes I like to think of when Jesus, when he died on the cross, that he was thinking of my name. He was thinking, I'm doing this for Peter Kesting. Because, you know, it's true. In his infinite wisdom, God knew all of his believers. Jesus knew your name and was thinking of you as he hung from that cross. I'm doing that for you to take away your sins so that you can be with me, so that you can be a saint. A saint is someone who's, who's holy. And you know what? There's no way any of us are going to be holy on our own. We need Jesus to take away our sins before we can be saints. And he gave us that victory and he made us to be saints triumphant. And because of that, because of that, we know one day we will shine. We will shine like the stars in the heavens. And so we will do that for all eternity in heaven because our names are there in that book. And we can look forward to that. Right now, there is humility. Right now, there is no glory, perhaps, for the believer. But on that day, for ju on Judgment Day, then will come the glory. The humility, the humbles, the, the distress will be left behind. And the glory will then be ours. Dear God, help us to be patient as we wait for that day. Now we fight the battle, but we know that the victory has been won. And that we truly are saints triumphant, eternally. We will shine. And it says here in our text, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Amen. Please rise.